then you'll be able to get a good fee for whatever it is. So uh, don't, don't worry too much. Uh, that's uh, the, everybody's, uh, somebody's interested in everything. And anything you can be interested in, you'll find others will. But it's absolutely stupid to spend your time doing things you don't like. Hello, and welcome back to our manifestation journey. My name is Mickey. And my name is Sam. And we are two sisters who live together with our husbands and children and who document our play with the law of attraction. Welcome. Off the hop, as I've started to just say now, uh, our lives are real. We are very authentic. Uh, We don't hide that from the podcast, so it's unpredictable. We record when we can. Sometimes that means dogs, babies, tractors, husbands, family members knock on the door. It's we record from home. So real life happens around us. And uh, we hope that you can accept that part of this podcast. I think it's something to look forward to. I mean, there's little surprises that pop up sometimes. It's just fun. It's real life. that are like, oh, they're the babies. Yeah. Those those the dogs. (laughs) You like those things. You'd be like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. It's, It's real life. So welcome. Welcome to us real time documenting our real life mm-hmm. and our manifestation journey um holy moly i'm so excited <laughs> i have like energy just bottling up right now there's so La. much to talk about in this 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 episode i don't like our intention with the new formatting of the show is like every other week we're giving you updates on what's going on with us and and our journey. Okay, this is really weird of me to do this, but I'm just going to do it live with everybody right now. I just want to see. This is so bad. I just want to see what our last episode update was, just the title of it. Oh, okay. That's fine. Um, okay. Um, okay. So the last one that we did was um, the power of your emotions like yeah it was the review of the heart of the soul yeah it was a review yeah. of that really good book yeah go read it and then okay good i feel like you're uh, you're now caught up to speed on kind of yeah there's just off? so much that's happened and i'm yeah. like what what point did i not document it to people like it's, yeah and it's crazy because how is that even possible but here we are so yeah well yeah there's a lot's happened since that episode and the release of that episode, um, mm. which we are going to fill all of y'all in on right now. Um, but yeah, the new format is like, you know, before it would just be every episode was an update and we've kind of um, evolved, right? We've grown a bit where we're hosting more guests and we're doing little mini episodes. And so there's part of me that I just really treasure these intimate ones yeah between you and i and because we're spacing them out Mm -hmm. they feel very juicy and rich it's not like oh god what are we going to talk about this week because we have to do it for consistency or whatever it's like Mm -hmm. these ones are and like i'm sure too if if i was listening and i didn't know what was going on in our lives i'd be like what are they doing now you know like Mm -hmm. it's like there's a lot of charged energy i think behind these ones and i just hold them very sacred plus as I've learned with my human design, mm-hmm. my strategy is soundboarding. Yeah. So, like, for me, the clarity I receive from just voicing, so it's like whether or not anyone's even listening, just me talking mm-hmm. out loud helps me understand what's going on in my life, helps me understand all of these intricacies and the stuff that the meaty, juicy shit that's been going on with us like just yeah. to talk it out yeah really helps me heal mm-hmm. and like make sense of everything going on mm-hmm. so you're looking forward forward to that in this episode for particularly yourself. in this episode 
Um, but just in general, yeah. like I just, I hold these episodes super sacred. So, yeah. And this is going to be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. So should we, we should probably start off with almost 30 camp. Yes. Okay, so Almost 30, we've talked about them a couple of times now in the new year, um, giving them all kinds of credit uh, for their accelerator program that we were in in October. Um, They selected a handful of podcasts to mentor, and we were one of them, Mm -hmm. and oh my god, we're just so excited. Maybe two hands full, (laughs) not one handful not one handful of podcasts it was 19 oh, a handful sorry. does that feel like five okay. i don't yes. know they they selected a group i should say of podcasts and we were we were one of the podcasts selected and we did like an intensive audit of the whole thing and so we got to know them we got to know the hosts of almost 30 and i mean it goes without saying they're such a beautiful podcast if you haven't heard of them I mean, do yourself a favor and go listen because they're just they're on the leading edge of this stuff like yeah. this, like this um, spiritual inner work, yeah. like wanting to become better, more evolved human beings. Yeah. Like if you're listening to our show, you're going to love their show. It's true. Um, so they were hosting this camp. That's what they call it. It was the almost 30 winter camp. And it was a free event and it was all day. Yeah. Like it was, I mean, for, for their time, I think it was like 10 to 2. That's nice. But for us, it was one to four. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, five. I one to five. It was kind of dark. One to five. Yeah, yeah, it was dark when we finished. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Up northern Canada. Good times. Um, yes, yeah, so they, they held this free event and they had all of these guest speakers. And... I was like, yeah, I just for research, like, I just want to understand what this event looks like, Mm. you know, like, I just want to see, you know, because we look up to almost 30 and it's like, you know, they're doing all kinds of events and things. And I'm like, this could be us one day. Like, why not just do some research? And um, just like witnessing the whole event. And, you know, so the first speaker came on and I the first episode I ever heard of almost 30 was with this speaker which is really interesting that mm-hmm. that's like the first person. Uh, her name's Bethany Webster. And she did this whole episode with them on the inner mother the and the mother wound. Um, highly recommend going to listen to that because it's like... Oh, she was the mother wound girl? She's the mother wound lady. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think I could be wrong, but like that's kind of how I heard about Almost 30 was this episode with yeah. her. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like, and so, that goes back yeah. to almost this time last year, I think. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so I bought her book um, and like shared that episode with like all my girlfriends. Like I was yeah. like, everyone needs to listen to this mother wound episode. Anyway, so she was their first guest. And so before the camp started, um, Kristen Lindsay hosted this like, you know, meditation to begin with. And like I was bawling within the first like 10 minutes. Like it was really powerful. And so I texted Sam and I was mm-hmm. like, because you weren't in the room. It was you're like, oh, just let me know if something pops up that you think I should see. Yeah, And that's actually using my generator authority. By the yes, way, because I'm like, if I don't feel if like, I, I get invited, so my job is to respond. So right. if somebody sends me an invitation and I don't feel like it, I, I've i been paying attention to the boundary that I put up. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like a little touch and go with, yeah. with that stuff. Which is great. Like you were like, just let me know if you think something would resonate with me. And I was like, cool, great. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm so more doing this for me. research anyway. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll just, we'll see. 
And then it started and I did this meditation and I texted Sam. I'm like, I'm already bawling. And I didn't even know who the next, like, I didn't know who was speaking first, like nothing. Yeah. So I was like, maybe I, I, I think I texted, just poke your head in. Yeah. And if it's something that resonates, stay. Yeah. And if it doesn't go. Yeah. And so then Bethany Webster comes up and she wasn't doing a talk on the mother wound. She was doing a talk on the inner teenager. And my first thought was like, oh yeah, like, yeah interesting Mm -hmm. you know and she's so lovely she's got this great energetic presence and she talked for like half an hour I think on um, the inner teenager and how important it is to nurture her and talk to her and all that kind of stuff and so at the time I was like this is interesting information you know like this is like hmm, interesting concept but I wasn't like oh my god I'm like shaking to my core I was just like this good, is, good to know. This is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like what yeah. an interesting perspective. Yeah. And then they had all these other speakers, all with very interesting perspectives. Like it was. Hers to me was the one that stuck out the most. Yeah. Was the most, in, I was most intrigued by what she said. What she was saying. Yeah. Um, and every, every other speaker was fantastic. Yeah. They were, and they were amazing. Yeah. In their own zone of genius. Yeah. Right. Like each of them speaking to what they know. Yeah. Um, and very, like an interesting cast of characters kind of thing. Yeah. Like it it was, was really good. Really beautiful. Yeah. I um, think for me, what was, what was interesting about it was I just hadn't, hadn't heard about it before. Like really? I haven't just, just really thought the about term, it before. The inner teenager. The inner teenager yeah. and what that looks like and exploring that. I was like, I've never, no one's ever mentioned that to me. No. And the other speakers, I was like, oh yeah, I've heard of these things or whatever. Right. Just kind of like deepened and enriched my knowledge of that. But Right. But she was yeah. using a term that we don't use and haven't used before. Yeah. Introducing a new concept. But again, it wasn't like profound. It was just like, okay, yeah. cool. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, yeah, <laughs> the next day, our mom comes down the stairs yeah. and she hands Me. you a camcorder. Like those old, like retro, from the 90s. Would you put your eye into the yeah. lens thingy and it's like this big thing you hold and yeah there's you know that little door that opens and it shows you the screen the little screen yeah like mom passes me that yeah with us as kids like we like she's already playing it and it's i think i'm like 13 13 yeah it was a birthday thing yeah so you would have been like 11 12 ish yeah. yeah um yeah if i was turning 13 you would have been 11 oh my god so we just see are like little young faces. Yeah. And we're both like, this is so weird. We were just kind of talking about yeah. our inner teenager and here they are. And at that stage, obviously, we were becoming the teenager. So you yeah. can see this like... The innocent. Very innocent child. Playful. Like, playful. Yeah. Like gearing up for adulthood kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. state. And like, you're just... For me watching that, it's like... Um, juicy. <laughs> yeah. This is like, wow. It's just such an interesting reflection back, you know? Well, it's so as if we're talking about the inner teenager and then literally the universe hands and you documented mother. footage and from your mother. Yeah. Your mother. Yeah. Like, the generation before you hands you footage of, of you, you yeah. as a kid. And we haven't seen this stuff like since we recorded it. That's however right. long ago, right? That's right? 20 years ago. Yes. And when we were teenagers, so this that was preteen, and we're, go- we're going into the, the juicy part here. Mm. <laughs> um, so 
we at that age and that stage we were in control of the camera so mm-hmm. like there's home videos of us right but our parents took them or our older brother took them well, we were really really little little yeah but when we became teenagers we were in control of the camera and so we were documenting very interesting things of our lives yeah like well when we got that footage of the preteen it was like oh weird what a coincidence like mm-hmm. inner teenager novel. oh that's funny and then there was this whole bag of tapes mm-hmm. that came with the camcorder. So it hadn't been transferred to VHS yet. They were literally just the tapes that fit in the camcorder. So the only way to watch it is on the camcorder. Um, and so we were looking, like, we we're like curiosity, like, oh, I wonder what else is in here. And then we happened upon this tape. And dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I just, like, this tape, this though. This tape. <laughs> Like, dark. (laughs) It's so... It's, like, intense. Like, rummaging through a bag and then finding a rotten apple. Like, a (laughs) rotten core apple. And your fingers go right through it. What is this? Yeah. You know? It's, like, smelly. (laughs) Yep. We pop this tape in and we're, like, oh, shit. Yeah. We would like to take a quick pause from the show to share something with you that we've been working on for quite some time. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Introducing Instant Upgrade, the guidance program we have developed after much consideration over the past few months. Instant Upgrade is a series of packages that we have designed to help you manifest your dream life in a way that only works for you. Although there are many other programs out there that have served many people, us included, we realized we were looking for more of a tailored approach to our specific needs and desires. Over the past couple of years, we have been a part of one-on-one coaching as well as group masterminds, but we got to thinking, wouldn't it be cool if our clients could have the best parts of both? With one-on-one, you receive all of the focus for one hour with the perspective of one person. With a mastermind, you receive many perspectives and more support, but you have to share your time. This is where we come in. You get the perspective of two people with diverse understandings of the universe who are genuinely invested in your success. I have a degree in behavioral psychology and I am a generator energy type. And I have a bachelor of arts and I'm a projector energy type. Both of us have heavily invested in our own spiritual growth and development and we are ready to pass on all of our knowledge to you. Let's create a specific strategy for you to begin living your best life. In Instant Upgrade, we will give you custom strategies, exercises, and home play, not homework, to help you shift into alignment with ease. And if this is at all speaking to you, don't wait to sign up because spots are limited. To learn more, visit our website at ourmanifestationjourney.com or click the link in the show notes. We can't wait to plurk with you and help you create your dream life. And now, back to the show. So this tape documented, I think what should be written down in history is the worst quote-unquote vacation ever. (laughs) At least for our autobiography. I think that's what (laughs) it will be called. Um, This vacation happened, to give context, was the year before our parents divorced? Very, very close to when our parents yeah. got divorced. If I don't not a couple know. of months. Like Some, it was the flavor of the time. Yeah. It was yeah, I would honestly it's probably six months out if you think about it. Because we probably went in winter and then they split in the summer. Mm. So it was <laughs> it's a good chance. That's a good theory. Super close to them splitting. 
Um, and I think, I don't know what their intentions were. Like maybe they were hoping this would help things. Um, but the tension was so thick in these videos. Like you could cut it with a knife. Like it was yeah. crazy. Yeah. And we're like you said, we're in charge of the camera for the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. So the entire trip is documented from our perspective. Yeah. And like picture this. Okay. So what year are we? 2005, I think. Yes. Yeah. So what's the fashion look like then? Friggin' crop tops and garage Skirts, double like double denim, belt loops. Denim. Belt loops. Denim. denim. Mini skirts. Mini skirts. Yeah. And layered shirts. shirts. Yeah. Pink, and like like that. <laughs> yeah. Light pink yeah. pastel. And like pastel. like mean girls. It's the mean girls gener- generation. Like mm-hmm. if you can picture mean girls in high school. Like that's, that's that's the style. style. That's what we're wearing. Um, I think we have braces. We have highlights in our hair. We have chunky highlights yeah. and braces. I think we all have braces. Yeah. Um, but we're so you can just see like the tension that's omitting from both of our parents. Yeah. Like I don't think they smile. Maybe mom does. Dad doesn't. In the majority of it, um, it's just like. So, I mean, no surprise here, folks, if you've been listening for 56 episodes, you will know that we have, you know, just the tiniest problem with generational trauma and financial abundance. And you can see this so clearly in this footage. Like, and the reason where we were staying, so we, uh, to backtrack a little bit, we went to Florida. So we live in Canada where it's cold and during the winter months, a lot of Canadians go to Florida for the sun and the heat, but we couldn't afford this vacation. So we went camping and which was something we did often as kids all the time. And we enjoyed camping. Yeah. Like we thought it was really fun and like a great way to explore. And we didn't mind it at all. Our dad didn't like camping. Right. At the time. I don't even, he still probably doesn't like camping. Hi, dad. Um, so it was like not where he wanted to be. And I think they tried to make the most of it. Like they had one of those raised mattresses and like trying to make the bed as comfortable as possible for them. I think we all slept on the ground on air mattresses, but their bed was like, they tried, right, to make mm-hmm. it more comfortable. Um, but it's just not where my dad definitely didn't want to be there as like vacation, but like, we can't afford anything else but like clearly they thought a vacation would be the best thing for us Mm -hmm. as a family maybe it was like a last kick at the can for the two of them I don't know I can't Mm -hmm. speak for them um but yeah the tension between them is crazy and you only get it in little slivers like it's just like (laughs) like we turn on the camera when we want to find something fun to do Mm -hmm. right because we're kind of bored so we get to florida and we can't afford to do anything when we get there Mm -hmm. so we're at this campground in florida and our parents definitely don't want to be there Mm -hmm. and then from my recollection what happens is it rains like crazy and then our tent gets flooded Mm -hmm. and so they have these these houses you can upgrade to Mm -hmm. and we did i think or at least we looked at one I don't know if we stayed in it, but I I remember the terror and the fear and the stress Mm -hmm. of um, making an upgrade, having to book an upgrade Mm -hmm. and how that was just going to devastate our parents. Um, (laughs) 
So like all of this, all of these memories are coming like flooded back. And like we go for a, I think we were, we were trying to find something to do that was free. So, or cost very little to get in. So we're walking around Universal Studios. I don't know if that's free or if you have to pay admission just to get in. But like we didn't do anything there. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't. I don't even, if we ate, it would have been off of like a chip truck or something. And like, there's footage of us walking through the streets and being like, let's go into a store just to look. Like I can hear myself saying just to look like, don't worry, I won't ask for anything. Mm. Right. I'm just going to look because if you ask for anything, right, like Mm. game over. Mm -hmm. So um, there's footage of Sam and I uh, (laughs) in the front of the car. I think I asked mom to smile on camera and she just turns around and like storms off. Like she's not happy and dad's nowhere to be seen. And you're in the driver's seat and I'm in the passenger seat and we're just passing the camcorder back and forth. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to have fun. It was a lot like what it is right now. Yeah. Us sitting (laughs) together. Documenting. Documenting. Yeah. Our lives. And we were like, so nothing's happened. We've been here for three days. And nothing's happened. Yeah. Um, we were really into the OC. Remember yeah. that? It was like all we wanted to do is watch the OC. And our parents were pissed that we weren't looking out the window yeah. on the trip. But we just really were. We hadn't seen the OC. And it was the first season or something. Second season, maybe. Anyway. So. Um, okay. So I'm going to interrupt you. Is it okay if I. Yeah. Talk? Okay. You did a really good job of painting a picture of what the images were like on the screen yeah you did a really good job of saying that thanks my the reason why i'm saying that is because my experience of watching that is purely emotional Mm. there's no there's images that i remember of course but Mm. it's more Mm. about the emotional journey that those images gave me yeah so it was like I'm like this is like the glass ca- is it the glass castle that book yeah <laughs> it's like this is like the glass castle like it's just like we go to a tent a tent and my plus 50 year old dad is there and this is his family vacation yeah. like the crushing experience that is for him yeah you know and like my mental and emotional strategies totally were kicking in in those Mm. moments how do i keep myself safe how do i keep my family safe here yeah how do i keep my sister safe and how do i keep my parents safe Mm -hmm. like you could see i could see on my expression and my experience the calculations that i was making in order to make sure that everybody was okay because i knew that this was a really this was an extremely challenging time Mm. and looking back i can see okay this is it. Mm-hmm. Like us watching that now, we're in our 30s. Mm-hmm. We're watching our teenage selves trying to navigate this fucking challenging time. Yeah. And coming up with the best strategies that we knew how in that moment. If mine was humor. Yes. Like I was always trying to keep it light. And right. I was always trying to make everybody laugh. And like as the middle child, it was like balancing, right? Like I was just harmony. I was just trying to let everybody get along right Mm. like that was the goal so like I'm doing silly things I'm like dancing in the parking lot and like 
oh my God, this section of this video. Like we drove to the parking lot of a cruise line, cruise ship. Yeah. And I I think the goal was mom and dad walked up to it asking if there are any discounted rates or rooms open or something because apparently last minute people don't show up and then they'll they'll give rooms for a cheaper rate just to get those rooms full so they're doing that and we're in the parking lot trying to make the most out of the situation like and they're gone for hours like I remember being there for a long time Mm. and like (laughs) just being silly and laughing and like being like, is this going to be a part of a vacation? Maybe. I don't know. No, we weren't attached to any outcome. It just felt so wishy-washy and like, what are we doing here? And like, it felt confusing and stressful. Stressful, yeah. And it was just like you said, like coping mechanisms, like just doing whatever you could to make the best out of this situation. Yeah. Um, And I think what's important for context here is looking at this through the lens of recognizing your inner teenager. Mm-hmm. because Bethany teaches, she's like, your inner te- your inner teenager is the best bullshit meter. Mm-hmm. Like they call bullshit. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we don't recognize that with teenagers. Like, oh, you'll understand when you're older. And like, I used to fucking hate hearing that Me as too. a kid. Yeah. It was like, what concept? Couldn't I not, yeah. Why can't you? It's not that I can't understand it. It's that you're not explaining it well enough because I can see it pretty fucking clear from here. Yeah. Like it was black and white for me. Yeah. You know, and your teenager feels belittled. Yes. And they feel cast aside and they feel unheard and they feel angry. Like that's like that angsty teenager. Right. Yeah. Or whatever it is. I mean, everyone's inner teenager experience is something different. But personally, like my inner teenager I did everything that I could to be the good girl. Like I was just like, get the straight A's and like do all of the things that someone like you should do. Mm -hmm. And I did them all and Mm -hmm. I did them all well. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's what I felt like my role was. And I never felt like I fit in. I didn't like any of the people I went to high school with, you know, like it was challenging for me. Like Mm -hmm. high school sucked for me. Mm -hmm. And when you look at me, you would think I probably had it all. And I did not. Like, I was ostracized a lot. And I personally think that has something to do with my being a projector. Now looking back, I'm like, this is making more sense to me. Um, but yeah, like, I didn't, I didn't, I thought I had a group of friends and then I didn't. And like, it was just, it was such an unstable period of my life. Yeah. In school, at home, parents divorced, dog died, grandpa died. Like it was like bang, 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 bang. Like it was just all of this garbage that -hmm. happened in the same four years. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're not, if you disregard your inner teenager, back to what Bethany teaches, if you totally dismiss that part of yourself, they're going to keep coming up in ways in your life today. Mm -hmm that are in ways that maybe you don't recognize but it's that insecure part of yourself it's like the one that wants to lash out or whatever like there's so many ways that that inner teenager is going to show themselves aggressively Mm -hmm. if you don't acknowledge them Mm -hmm. so seeing footage (laughs) of yourself like when I after watching that thing with Bethany I wrote down like I'm gonna spend some time trying to remember what it was like being there Mm -hmm. and then someone literally handed me a tape the next day yeah was like here yeah that's what it was like yeah 
And on the surface, it's like, oh, look at these girls trying to have fun. But I agree with you that that emotional journey, well, I was, I was nauseous the whole time. Like yes. I was just like, I have this pit in my stomach, yeah. fear, scarcity, lack. On overdrive. Overdrive. Yeah. Like I was afraid to breathe in the wrong direction in case someone would flip out. Right. Like, God forbid I'm hungry. (laughs) Don't say it. You know, like, it's just like, let's just it was just like, we're just going to ride this wave. Yes. We're just going to not rock the boat (laughs) because it was the peak of their the ending in their relationship. Yeah. You know, like it's like and I mean, it should be stated not that I don't know. It should be stated that we know, and we've talked about it before on this podcast, none of this is our parents' fault. Yes. <laughs> like, let's just clear the air there and put that on the table. They did the best that they knew how with yeah. what they had, period. Yes. You know, like, they were both just surviving. Yes. In a relationship that wasn't good for either of them. Yes. Trying to do the best thing, trying to figure it out with three kids in tow. Yeah. That sounds horrible that sounds so hard yeah and they thought me my projection my guess is like they thought maybe this would help yeah and instead it was like the exact opposite of what they wanted to happen yeah i think yeah but yeah we in no way shape or form do we blame them like we're not not. like oh like they're like they're not the worst they're (laughs) and also we support both of them to see to see them I don't know how many years ago this is, right? It's mm, like 20, 15, between 15 and 20 years, right? Yeah, yeah 15. To see our parents back then mm. compared to the people that they are today, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. So, like, that's another important thing here. It's like, we don't go back and be like, can you believe they're still doing it? Like, no. no. It's just, wow. I don't think Look they would recognize yeah. those people. Look at all of us. All of us. Yeah. All of us are different now than mm-hmm. we were then. And, mm-hmm. but this is such a key component to the way we operate in our lives today. Yeah. Like this is, this is the thing, you know, mm-hmm. we were put into situations that we had no control over. Right. And we were forced to find strategies to survive them. Right. Like on a daily basis, we are put into environments that we would not put ourselves into today. Right. But because we were put, we were forced into these environments, Mm -hmm. we had to come up with these ways of being Mm -hmm. to survive it. Like to, for me personally, I think maybe it's because I'm the eldest. I was thinking about not only myself, but everybody else that that I was in contact with. How do I not only protect myself, but... The other people, like in my mind, the other people were more important than right. myself. Right. And I think that might be something to do with my human design. I was going to say that has to do with your Because like design. I design living spaces. Yeah. Pr- those are higher priority to me than my bedroom mm-hmm. because I want to make sure that everybody is okay. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably just my personality that yeah. I want to make sure everybody is okay. And so this is kind of... I'm not sure if you finished this story, but I feel like that's a really important part moving forward in in an area that I needed to release. Yes. Taking care of people. A hundred percent. But I'm going to like postpone that yes. to the next part. But. Yeah. Oh, well, I just also want to mention, I mean, there were three of us. Lavinia was there as well. And I, again, I don't want to speak for her experience, but I think her strategy was like escapism. Like yeah. she would just take off. Yeah. Like she would go be in nature. She like, cause we went to a campground, so she'd be catching frogs or like she would just be off. <laughs> 
who blames her? I don't blame her. Yeah. <laughs> like she would just disappear, right? To just be away from from the stress. Yeah. Um, or she'd lean into any type of animal, like dog or whatever that she saw. She would just like lean into them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's more that happened on this vacation that we don't need, we definitely don't need to get into because I feel like we've, it's not our story to tell. Yeah. Well that, and yeah, the picture has been painted. Like, it's like, all you need to know is that, you know, this experience happened and, that was a daily experience for us. It wasn't just on that vacation. Like we went home with that same stress and yeah. like lived under a roof where money was confusing yeah. and threatening and scarce. And a daily struggle. And a like a repetitive condition daily struggle. Yes. Like words, energy, everything was just all the stress about everything was about money all the time. Yeah. yeah. So it does um, explain <laughs> our conditioning and what we're trying to what we're trying to heal. Yeah, um, which I think is a great segue into this next part. And again, interesting. What's interesting about this is we booked this next part of the story <laughs> before the inner teenager with Bethany Webster came up. Before mm-hmm. that, we saw the footage. Like that happened. Uh, a couple days before. A couple days, yeah, yeah. It was like four days before. Yeah. I think four, yeah, three or four days. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had booked a Reiki healing session with Skylar. Who you know. Who you know, because she on was on the podcast. podcast. And if you don't know, go back and listen, because she's like amazing. Her energy is yeah. contagious. So if you just want to feel good, just go listen to that episode. Um, but yes, we booked a, well, it was in initially it was a heart chakra opening healing day yeah because it was something that i was curious about yeah back to the last episode where we talked about the heart of the soul and the heart chakra and all of our chakras and yeah i was like i'd love to have a reiki session to open my heart chakra yeah just to get more in tune with this and yeah so that was kind of the initial intention behind it but then You know, having a couple, like only a couple of days before this yeah. book that we've, whoa, we've, we've uncovered this really important generational trauma mm-hmm. around this lack and scarcity mindset. Yeah. We should definitely use this as an opportunity to, to clear it, clear it. Yeah. So yeah, we walked in with a diff- new intention behind yes. it. And yes. Yeah. And I have to say, like, after watching that video, my nervous system was really shot. Like yeah. it was, and I was okay. I wasn't in a state of like, how am I going to, yeah. I was just, I had the awareness yeah. that my body was like quivering and yeah. shaking. It was like fight or flight. Fight like or you flight. felt that you went right back there. Yeah. To that. Like my brain surviving. Didn't, didn't, couldn't tell the difference between right. that. Yeah. Present that it wasn't past. happening right now. <laughs> and yeah. so my, after watching that video, my body was like stuck in the past and it was shaking, like yeah. scared, energy, anxious, yeah freaked out like get me out of here and there was more to the video too and i finished it on my own but you're like i'm i'm good i was like i'm i'm i got the gist i i was like (laughs) i mean i in fairness again it was my generator that was like you've got an invitation what would you rather do and i was like i'm working on something right now that i really care about i want to do that yeah so and i was like and i think i've got like you did you didn't miss much it was i got pretty pretty repetitive i got i got a good dose of yeah. adrenaline into my body i think yeah. i'm good yeah 
Yeah. So we, yeah, we booked this session with Skylar. We wanted to do it in a place where we knew we wouldn't be interrupted. And so um, we went to, of course, our mother-in-law, my mother, our mother-in-law, um, uh, Bev's house. We call her, her nickname is, well, she actually started dubbing herself Mama O, which I, I love. I am here for that. We talk, we compare her to Oprah all the time. Like she's just done so much self-work and development. She's super wise and she's just got that energy, like that same, almost maternal, maternal. like Oprah has, like that like goddess yeah. You know, like come into my home and it's all like perfect witchy and there's a fire crackling and there's crystals and music. Like it was just it's, you know, that's just Bev's house. Anyway, so that's where we decided to do this Reiki healing. And of course, both Bev and Skylar are Reiki masters. So they they tandem teamed both of our Reiki healing sessions. Mm-hmm. And it was well, you can go first because you went first. But I did ho- go first. Holy moly. Yeah. So <laughs> can we talk about energetic shifts? Okay. Yeah. So um Skylar said before the um before the Reiki session, choose a word that you wanna kind of go mm-hmm. back to if you 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 veer off or whatever, something just uh, an intention for this experience. And so I looked at your book because you'd picked a card. Yeah. Remember this? You picked a card before <laughs> yeah. our session and it was unbound unbound the generational trauma and we're like well that's perfect yeah it was yeah releasing what no longer serves you in healing generation like it was crazy it was like so balls out accurate (laughs) so i was just kind of like i flipped open the book to see that card in the word release and i was Mm. just like that's exactly what i need to do i just need to release this yeah and so i'm on the table and um, the first part of the session, I noticed this kind of like this um, very powerful, empowered woman energy, like this mm-hmm. kind of like go getter, kind of strutting a little bit woman energy, like she's unstoppable. She can do it. Like maybe this was the energy that I was going to have at the end of mm-hmm. the Reiki session. It was just mm-hmm. like, just so you know, this is how this is going to end. I'm yeah. like, okay. Like, I don't know. It just was like, let's go into this with like some strong female power here. I'm like, yeah. okay. So then um, the, uh, I feel like so much happened in my session. Um, but what I noticed was happening was, okay, I haven't mentioned, I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast yet. My body's moving now when I meditate. No, I don't. Have we? Like my arms. Have we met? No, I don't think we have mentioned that. No, yet. because it, oh, it just, was happening around the same. It was time. happening the same right. time. Yeah. Okay, that's a big revelation. We should you should elaborate on that. Okay, <laughs> guys. <laughs> <laughs> when I meditate now, like we'll get a video of it. But when I meditate, my arms are moving now, and it's like such an interesting feeling like it's just the feeling of energy moving my arms and actually Karina was over and I did this meditation and I go down the stairs and I'm like Karina look and I close my eyes and I'm moving my arms with my eyes closed and she's like wow Sam (laughs) I know um yeah so I'm really playing with the energetics of all this and so when I will kind of say this before after we watched the video, um, 
I, we had a chat with our abundance group and I was like, I need to walk this off because it's like shaking um, nervous system adrenaline through my body needs to clear. Yeah. <laughs> so this was before Skylar was coming over. I still had, we had like a day before she was coming where I still need to clear it. So I walked up to Bev's house and had a chat with it and got it out of my system. And that was really good. And I also danced it out and I allowed the, the music to kind of guide my body and my arms are moving to, it's yeah. so crazy it's to magic. describe. Yeah. And I know that when I say my, my body was moving to the music, everyone has used that phrase before. Yeah. But I didn't know where my body was going to go. Yeah. And it just happened. And I would say some like professional dancers and stuff, like interpretive dancers for sure, like they would describe that for yeah. sure as that exact same thing. Like they don't know what's about to what's happen. About and to it's, happen. It's, they've done it so many times. It's literally energy channeled into yeah. their bodies. Yeah. So it's the same kind of thing. And I, I do want to say for if, if this is your first time listening, the reason I'm not like, isn't this crazy, guys, is because like we've gone on this journey yeah. with energy and kundalini energy and um we've got footage of my my personal energetic journey mm -hmm. and so when it first started happening we were like oh my what god what is this stuff what the fuck why am i moving involuntarily this is crazy yeah but it's like now it's normal <laughs> for us yeah, I so know. and like, that's even why it's hard for me to tell my story because right. i feel like i'm not being as like what the fuck like because her body is moving yeah without her knowing where it's moving yeah like it's and you can stop it at any time. It's not like you don't have control. No. But like, and I know this feeling well. Like yeah. it's, I'm super used to it, but yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, no, Sam's doing it. No, and like, I know. We're and just like so skipping we kind over of treat it. it like blase, but yeah. really guys, this is incredible. It's, like, this it's is really epic. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, my body started moving to this music and it was doing all these weird actions. And I'm like, oh my gosh, am I playing the guitar now? And Ben's like, yeah. And I was like holding an air guitar. Yeah. Playing it. And there's a guitar in the song. And then all of a sudden, my kind of like voice stretched, like my yeah. throat stretched out. And it was like I was singing. Anyways, the whole thing was super, super cool. So the next day, I'm doing this Reiki session. We're going back. I'm on the table. I'm having this experience. And I noticed that my, I told Skylar, I'm like, my body's moving now. I want to meditate. Mm. So be prepared. My body might move while we do this. So my right side of my body started to move and my right arm, especially and my hand, mm. it just was like this repetitive sh pattern, yeah. not anxious feeling, just like um, rhythmic, almost. rhythmic. Yeah. Yeah. Like tap, 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 tap. Right. And it would speed up and slow down. And, it, and then also my right. So like my my head would rotate to the right. And I was. I wasn't struggling with it. It wasn't something that I was like, oh, this is a twitch I need to get rid of. It was just like telling me something. Right. It was just like right. feedback for me. My right, right side is activated. That's all that I perceived it as. My right, right side is activated yeah. and that's fine. Yep. And so as my right side is activated, this, mu this song is playing and it's kind of masculine in sounding. It has this kind of edge to it and there's a like a rock guitar string it was it like, was random because the playlist like, was so peaceful and like um meditative it was a very beautiful meditative yeah. playlist that skylar was playing for reiki and then this random song comes in this this uh sound this random sound yeah, yeah. and it was a guitar like, like electric, electric guitar, guitar. yeah and I'm like, you don't normally hear that in meditation. No, music. and it was. I think all of us in the room were like, "This is so interesting choice." Interesting. Spotify, but okay. Yeah, and I was just like, "Well, 
this is something masculine is coming to mind because that's mm-hmm. what I think of when I think of an electric guitar. I think of masculine energy. Yeah. And it was like, dad, 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 dad. dad. I'm like, so it's dad. Hi, dad. It's my dad. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is what this is about. I'm healing my... Because when we got up on the table, there was like a lot of generational trauma, mother wound, mm. um, rose line. Like yes. she put on the this... Um, Bev had set up the table to have like a, a red, red cloth. cloth to represent yeah. the bloodline, like the mothers before us. And yeah. And obviously there's a lot of trauma with that, but I've, so I wasn't thinking this was going to be, I was was open to seeing what the healing would be. I didn't have a story about yeah. what it was going to be. I just yeah. knew that I needed to heal something. Yeah. And it was my dad, my relationship with my dad and dad, I know you're listening. Um, Grab a box of tissues, maybe. He's probably been crying this whole time. love you dad yeah so <laughs> i was like hey it's the relationship with my dad it was dad 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 and then i pictured him walking pictured him walking as a kid and walking as a teenager and and as an adult and just kind of like trudging his way through life like mm-hmm. just the hardships that he experienced and how how hard it was for him to mm-hmm. be him yeah. and um, I was like, you know, it was really hard what you put us through. And I feel, I can feel the weight of what you put on my shoulders right. unintentionally, but yeah. it was really heavy and it was really hard. Yeah. And I need to acknowledge that now. Mm. And then the phrase... Thank you, 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 Dad. Thank you, Dad, for giving me this experience and for giving me this opportunity to share my story with everybody that's listening right now Yeah, and so that they can heal too. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And as so I'm having this whole masculine experience and there's a male voice that comes on on the same song. Yeah, And I'm like, this is... Yeah, this is dad, and there's kind of like this, this you know, sorrowness to the 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 sound. It it mm. wasn't it wasn't necessarily necessarily joyful. It was just kind of resonant. Mm. And then um, by the end of the song, God, that song it felt like it was twenty minutes. Long. It was it it was long. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I was you know would not change any part of it. No. And <laughs> by the end of it, the male voice came back on. And it was more joyful. And I was at that time thinking, oh, my gosh, we're celebrating right now. We're celebrating this experience, this releasing. And then so then the next song comes on. And um, this was really beautiful. (laughs) And like, it's crazy what happened. It was so lovely. So I'm... um, I see this male figure walking and I know it's my dad. doesn't look like my dad. I just like, like a figure, right? Is walking down this path. And I'm like, okay, it's my dad. And I know I need to let go of this, right? Like this, this feeling that I need to make sure that he's okay. He clearly doesn't know how to get out of this situation. And I don't know how to get out of it either. So the least I can do is just 
be here with him in his own suffering and we can just suffer together. <laughs> like right. I, how else, what else are you supposed to do? Cause I didn't feel equipped to handle that, you know, yeah. to handle that weight. So I was just like, we're just going <laughs> to suffer together. I don't know. Like I'll go down on the ship with you, you know? Mm. And so there's this male figure walking down a path who is, aligned clear and happy mm-hmm. and I feel kind of like an angel around him being like I don't know how to leave you mm-hmm. I know that I need to but I don't know how because I want to make sure that you're okay and I want to make sure you're safe mm-hmm. and I don't know how to do that right and then he was holding so then I kind of turn into a dove and he's holding the dove and he just releases it releases you yeah and that's me and I fly away really high really strong and the joy that he experienced watching me fly away it was just like it's my joy to watch you fly like to know that that you are released from this Mm -hmm. and like now my job is to watch you fly and to be so successful and now you get to fly and now you get to be feel you get to feel free and release yeah. and you get to feel like you got this and i know he says that to us all the time again he's listening to this right now he's the first person to listen to, to our download episodes. the episode <laughs> he's the first person yeah. he's the first person to like comment share he's come on the lives yeah like and like yeah so it's so interesting right because it's obviously not a place i thought i would need to heal because he's so supportive yeah today in my future self but yeah 15 20 years ago it was such a different story and i yeah. clearly been hanging on to this feeling of needing to protect and to make it better in any way i could being attached to his life and not mm. being free to live my own right and so you know kind of ends the reiki session with me just like um curling up in a nest being like I don't need to fly all the time like I <laughs> have my own place to 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 nestle in and be be okay and yeah and be fine without him so yeah that was the end of my Reiki session um throughout my Reiki session Skylar was saying words to me that were really helpful for my subconscious mind and I really feel like I released something there and I also realized a lot of things yeah so not only did I release but I realized that I am very wealthy I just don't know it yet like I really (laughs) am really wealthy I just haven't yeah almost on a cellular cellular level understood it yeah but the reality is I'm fucking wealthy right and (laughs) it's just a matter of me like believing that Right. It's kind of like, I don't know, like just getting used to this idea of like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. It's like that. Mm. Lack and scarcity mindset. What's that? Mm. Um just things have shifted and I I know that I'm on this path of just like I don't know. <laughs> Right. You're it's like d- determined I'm, AF. I'm just doing it. I'm yeah. just like, I don't know. I'm doing it. Does this work? I don't know. I'm just doing it. And I'm no longer like making anything that I do mean anything about me. Mm. And just 
just keep going and just keep doing the thing. Just keep doing the thing. And also activating this masculine side of myself, right? Yeah. My right side was really active. And I think, yeah. yes, that was like, okay, we're talking to your dad. But this part of myself has been lying dormant for a long time. Yeah. I didn't know how to operate from a masculine place. From a divine masculine. Yes. Place. That served me. Right. I, you know, school systems, masculine. Yeah. Um, job, nine to five jobs, masculine. Like this really structured, heavy system stuff I'm yeah. familiar with and I'm not a huge fan of. Right. But like hustle and grind yeah. is masculine, but yeah. that's not, that's not divine. No. And so it's like, what does divine masculine energy look like for you? And how are you going to make it work for you? Yeah. Like what does masculine energy look like in your body? Yeah. Divine masculine energy. What yeah. does that look like in your body? Yeah. Right hand of the father was like a phrase that kind of stuck in my head because my right hand was moving so much. And didn't Jesus pop up? Jesus popped up at a different time oh. in my meditation. <laughs> oh, right, right. Right. But yeah, so now I'm kind of like, okay, divine masculine energy. What does that look like? Who can we look to? Jesus, I guess. Somebody <laughs> I can look to. Like, this is all new to me, right? I'm like, I've yeah. never really, you know, Mary Magdalene, rah, rah. But Jesus, like, should I? I'm like, I had a little chat with Jesus in one of my meditations. Like, it's just, even that sentence sounds so weird, but it was just like, you know, He's very funny. And he's like, <laughs> I just, you know, I was, I went on a hard road. People were throwing rocks at me. I'm like, and like, it's they crucified me. And that, like, yeah. his, his story is like way more dramatic than mine. Uh, right? yeah. But he's just like, I just want to let you know that like, I know what it's like to go on a hard road. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, so it's like a buddy system going. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm just like tapping in into this masculine energy and seeing what that what that's like and yeah I have I'm having a theory now I think the man in your visualization your Reiki visualization because he didn't look like dad I think dad represents the generations of men before us hmm. so it's not just dad hmm. it's like dad represents it and dad obviously holds a lot of the the DNA structure right like the cellular memory that's been passed down at, like generation after generation in the um the masculine bloodline right yes so Something like that we don't really talk a lot about no yeah. so like that i think he just represents that so it's like a lot of weight for dad <laughs> to be like wrapped up in what he represented in your visualization i think is really heavy like he passed on to us what he experienced yeah all that he knew yeah and so that's passed on and passed on and passed on, right? Like the conditioning that we all experience is just passed on from our parents. Mm -hmm. So it's our job in this generation, I think in particular, to heal as much of that as possible for the generations behind us and coming, and, and coming in. Yeah. yeah, it's both, right? Yeah. So it's like the first generation that's like, oh, <laughs> maybe the second, I don't know, Bev's generation, there's lots of people woke in there. But yeah, it's like the first, like, we realize the the inner work is the only work that matters and yes. we we're doing it yes we are doing the work yeah every day yeah. you know like it's like about making us more rounded well-rounded human beings it's kind of an honor i think of the generations before us so i think yeah. i really do think that dad represents it's not just dad mm -hmm. it's like all the dudes <laughs> <laughs> all Including the men Jesus, right yeah like it's all yeah. the men 
yeah. that came before, mm-hmm. right? That dealt with the struggle that have heart disease, right? Like, why do you think men have the most heart disease? Mm -hmm. Because they're just hustling and grinding and doing, it's just like, oh, like I have all the way to this. I have to support my family. It's like every, everything's put on them. Yeah. Right. And like, we just felt that energy so deeply as kids and you being the firstborn are trying to alleviate some of that stress from him and Mm -hmm. making sure that he's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. And now, you know, 15, 20 25 years later, learning that um, what you inherited was toxic, right? What you inherited was um, not good, was was heavy energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is our job to clear it. Yeah. So, or at least as much as we can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have a feeling it's it's gonna. there's going to be residual energy that just passes on naturally. Mm-hmm. But I think, I don't know. I just, I don't want to put it all on dad. I also want to do another disclaimer, which is, you know, up until we started doing all of this stuff, like, <laughs> it sounds kind of funny. It's like, are you, what's that? Ignorance is bliss. Like our memory of our childhood is actually quite happy. Yes. Like I should mention that. That's true. Like yes. it wasn't all like dark and like, we couldn't put food on the table. Like we could, we had shelter, we had clothing, we had food. Like our parents did a good job mm-hmm. of like taking care of us mm-hmm. and instilling in us the values that have led us down this self-development road. Yes. Right. Like yeah. they taught us only do what makes you happy. Yeah. They didn't have expectations on where we were to go for our careers. They encouraged us to travel. Yeah. You know, like it was like mom didn't care about grades at all. Like yeah. she was just like, I don't care. Are you happy? OK, that's all that matters. And like she taught us not to really care about money because it's like not the be all end all. Mm-hmm. But in a way that's like you can't trust it. So like don't don't focus on that. Just mm-hmm. focus on being happy. Um. But yeah, I think just for the record, we should say like our childhood was quite happy. We did laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we liked to watch movies and like, I don't know, we just we did have a lot of fun. There was just this underlying trauma, this mm-hmm. underlying um, pain that our the generation before us wasn't taught to examine. They mm-hmm. were just taught to survive. Mm-hmm. And so was the generation before them. Mm-hmm. And so was the generation before them. Like no one was taught to examine the emotions and how they feel in the chakras in their body. Like it wasn't <laughs> part of the dinner table conversation. Yeah. You know, but it will be at our dinner table with our kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be like, how did that make you feel? Where is it in your body? How, like, can we help release that? You know, yeah. like we're going to have those conversations, like yeah. giving them the tools that our parents didn't give us. They yeah. didn't know they could. Yeah. Thank you, Internet. Um, <laughs> so like, yeah, it's just I it's, it's, I think it's important to acknowledge that yeah. they really did the best with what they had and they did well. Mm-hmm. They did. They did do well. Hello, Mickey here. I'm going to interrupt the show for a brief moment to let you in on something that I've been developing on my journey. If you've been listening for some time, you know that I've been tapping into something that I can't even explain. From my meditation practice, I used to involuntarily shake, sway, write circles on paper, and more recently receive messages from source. It started with free writing in my journal and has led to channeling really personal and powerful messages for those closest to me. And let me tell you, these messages have been life-changing. Yeah, I can speak to that. It was a couple of months ago when I walked into the office. Mickey was in front of her laptop and I said, Mickey... I would like a channeled message. 
I had watched her give several different messages to our close family and friends and even to people that she had met online. And I saw that they were life-changing and I was like, I'm ready to have one of these life-changing moments. The experience was amazing. It was about an hour long. Uh, there was a lot of tears. I had a major breakthrough. It just gave me a lot of clarity. And I knew that it wasn't coming from her because she was speaking to things that she didn't even know about. And through that, I, I came up with a new strategy, a new way of operating in my business. And from there, a whole new journey opened up for me. So yeah, they really are life-changing. Oh, thanks, Sam. The interesting thing about all of this is that you actually have this ability you do, trust me. But sometimes you get in your own way of being able to listen to your higher self, which is where I come in. With an hour session with me, I will tap into your energy, ask your higher self what you need to hear, and then deliver that message back to you. If you're someone who is seeking clarity in their life right now, you're not sure which way to turn or what to do next, these readings are for you. Sign up for a channeled message with me today at ourmanifestationjourney.com slash Mickey Channeling. That's our manifestation journey.com slash Mickey Channeling. M I C K I C H A N N E L I N G. Your higher self is calling. Will you answer? I'm ready when you are. And now back to the show. All right. Time for my trauma story. Um, my trauma release. So during Sam's Reiki session, I was in the same room, but I kept quiet and used it as an opportunity to journal. So Sam's entire session was about 45 minutes and I journaled the whole time. And it was journaling my intentions for the session. So I was journaling um, and trying to get into the headspace of what it was like to be uh, a t my teenage self how it felt to be her, what life felt like, what my experiences were. Like I just journaled on how she felt and how she wishes she could have been heard. And like, it was just like this opportunity for her to speak. So I was just like, go for it. And I just wrote how she felt. And then I wrote from like my personal perspective now, like it's okay like you're safe now you have I have control I got you you know like you don't have to be in, in fear and lack and stress anymore like it's safe to be you all that kind of stuff so my intention going into my session was very similar to Sam and that I wanted to release any dark energy blockages that were in my body it's like time for you to go I'm ready to release any of this gooky trauma and I actually had the visualization in my head before I went in of like getting rid of the dark energy in my body. <laughs> so I'm nervous about this experience because again, if you've been listening, I've gone through quite a crazy traumatic year in terms of my anxiety and my mental health. Um, I, to quickly bring you up to speed, had vertigo for a couple of months, which resulted in panic attacks and uh, crazy crippling anxiety, uh, trip to the emergency room, all that fun stuff. Um, so what would bring that on was I had a panic attack because of breath work. 
Um, it's like anytime I was in a kind of meditative state, it's like my my crown chakra was like crazy uh, stimulated and I didn't have a root. So it's like I'm not I'm not mm. tethered to the earth. I'm not feeling in my body. I'm not trusting my circumstances, everything. Um, and it's honestly taken a long time to even explain that without feeling anxiety in my chest. Mm. I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, your root chakra. Yeah. Let's let's play there. Well, root chakra is generational. It's your root. It's your family. It's oh, your, yeah. I mean, it all comes back together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Skylar's taught me. I to work with this. Sorry. I'm just like. Getting... Skylar's taught me some techniques with this. And okay. like when I'm about to meditate, she's like, first just visualize like a like roots literally growing from the seat mm. into the ground and wrapping around a stone. So like I do that every time Wow, to be like, okay, like hook in there, let's get grounded. Yeah. And then we can do some spiritual stuff. Cool. So <laughs> even right before my Reiki session, I'm like, here we go. I'm nervous. Like my ego is like, <laughs> Aww, you're so brave. like we know what we're about to do and it's going to suck. So I went and grabbed two crystals and I put them in either hand. I'm like, you're holding stones, right? The earth. You have pieces ground. of the earth and the ground in your hand. And I looked at Skylar. I'm like, I need to stay grounded. She's like, got it. She's like, do you want a face mask? And I was like, hell no. <laughs> like, do not put that. If I need to open my eyes, I need to know that all I have to do is open my eyes. I don't have to pull anything off. I can just open my eyes and get back into my body. And so she's like, okay, fair enough. Because my first ever panic attack was when I had a face mask on. It's a whole thing. So <laughs> you can go back and listen to that episode if you want to. So, um, yeah, so I lay on the table and I'm thinking like, I'm like crossing my fingers. I'm like knocking mm -hmm. on wood. I'm like, I really hope that. And I can feel the energy starting to build in my chest of, of nervousness and like potential panic. But I was like, no, you're in a safe space. You have an intention for this practice. We're doing it. We're going in. So suck it up, basically. So like I laid on the table and I'm saying out loud, I'm saying, I don't want to take this too seriously. I just want to relax. Hopefully I fall asleep. That's, like, yes, this is true. She's right? Like I was just like trying to keep it super light and just be like, whatever comes up, comes up. I'm going in with a light intention to release stuff. And so, because the other times that I've had Reiki, like, it's been a serious thing. And, like, I got to release something. Like, it's been, like, focused. And, like, I'm going to go deep and I'm going to clear this shit out. Like, I'm, like, so, you know. But this time I was, like, I'd like to do that. But, like, please be kind. And, like, from what I understand with Reiki and my experience of Reiki, it doesn't give you more than you can handle. Right? Like, it's, like, whatever comes up right now is supposed to come up and go. So, I'm breathing slowly <laughs> through my experience um lots of deep breaths because I can feel the energy coming up like I can feel it coming up to the surface Skylar was talking all throughout yours she didn't yes. she didn't say anything through mine she said yeah. something at the beginning something about joy lots of joy coming but then that was it um and so I would have these waves, these waves of panic, these waves of um, sadness, of fear. Um, and I, I believe it was bringing up all of the energy 
not just from my inner teenager, which was my intention, but I think the energy from the past year that's been stored. Yeah. Because I haven't allowed myself, I haven't gotten full on Reiki from Skylar because I've been afraid yeah. to get into that space for this exact reason. Yeah. <laughs> right? Of like not being grounded and not feeling like I'm in my body and all of that stuff. So yeah, all of those ener- all of that energy came up for me and at this point too, I'm not even recalling any imagery, any visions maybe I did and I recorded the whole thing cuz we were talking afterwards and I'm like I'm not going to remember any of this cuz I feel like any, I, I just had you, to get through it. You had imagery. I know and I can't remember what it is right now. The dark stuff? Yeah. Do you remember some of it? Do you yeah, remember what you I said? said? That, you said that you had this image. Okay, so... Tell me what you remember. Yeah, because I'm like... Okay. You had said that you were... Okay, so from my perspective, I was right next to your head. <laughs> yeah. And Skylar's face had a big smile on it. Your face had a smile on it. So... I would I didn't I wasn't aware that you were like freaking out on the table. Yeah. You but you told me that you're like it was so scary. Yeah. And you imagined like this black smoke. Yeah. Okay. That are that I remember. I'm just talking about specific visualizations like you with the bird and the dove. I'm no, like I didn't have I'm anything. Sorry. Like I that. just sorry. I'm, yeah. I don't want to tell no, your story. It's fine. I'll just stop talking. Okay. Like, I'm like that's uh, that's helpful for jogging what I said because I'm like I don't think there are any more visualizations. But the the more severe one was every time I would breathe in and every time I breathed out it, it felt like black thick black smoke coming out of my body, my heart space and my, and my breath. Like I was literally releasing black into the air, like demon, like I had an exorcism. I know (laughs) you're like, but nobody could tell. No one. No. On the outside. No, I had no idea that you were having this. Like, yeah. In my mind, like after we talked about it, it was like, you know how Voldemort, like the Horcrux, like if you kill a Horcrux and Voldemort like busts out of it and it's like his face is like, and it's like this three headed thing. Yeah. That was my um, image when you were describing what it was like for you. Cause yeah. it was so dark. That's it what it was like. And it was really energy. scary. Like when I tried, to, my voice would, I would choke and I would like try to explain what happened. And I would, I was, when I said I'm, I felt so scared, it almost felt like a little kid again. Yeah. Like I was scared. Like I was in my body, but I was afraid to be there. Like it was, and it was waves. Like, yeah, that's another thing you're while, yeah. While I was in my body, it felt like labor. Yeah. It felt like contractions of like fear, 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 calm down. Okay. Peace, peace, peace. You're good. Fear, fear, fear. Like it was like, (laughs) it's like literal waves of it. Um, but the reason I was able to stay calm is because I knew that was my intention. I knew I was being held by extremely powerful, energetic women. And I knew that this was necessary for me. Like this is necessary to cleanse all this crap out of my body. And I remember thinking I felt brave. I felt Mm, courageous. I felt like you gotta do this, right? Like, it's like, with labor. Like, it's like, yeah. do you want the sweet little Mimi on the other side? Great, you gotta go through labor. You know, yeah. like, it's the same thing. Like, it's like, do you want the release? You have to do this first. You yeah. know, you have to purge. You gotta, like, well, you gotta get it all out. Um, So I did. <laughs> like you said, it looked super peaceful. Yep. Because I was very calm. I would grip 
onto the stones. Yeah. And you couldn't see that she was because they were no, under blankets. Under blankets yeah. But I was like white knuckling them. And um Bev and Skylar were Bev wasn't there the whole time. She was in another, another room and then she came in and then the two of them were around me and I was dreading the moment that they were gonna take their hands off of me. Cause then I would feel like I didn't have anything holding me down. Like it was like, oh no. I don't feel I'm not feeling safe or I'm not feeling grounded. And so um, they let go. And of course, I'm like breathing through it. I'm gripping the stones. And then she's like, when you're ready, you can open your eyes. And I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> like afraid. And of course, I open my eyes and I look at the ceiling and I'm like, <sighs> like, I'm feeling panic. I'm feeling like, like before, because the first panic attack that I ever had in my life was on a table getting a facial. Yeah. It's a long story, folks. I get, we'll link it in the show notes. You can go to this episode and I'll explain the whole thing. Um, but so I think laying horizontal on a table like that brings like it's like a body. It's a trauma response. Like it's my yeah. body going, oh, yeah. we're going to be in this space again where we can't get up and it's not safe and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, I know that that's what my reaction is going to be. Yet I'm like, I have to keep doing this. I can't fear a Reiki table. Yeah. I can't fear a massage table. You know, yeah. like I have to like desensitization, desensitization. Like I have to do it. Yeah. So I like, open up my eyes and <laughs> Skylar's first response is, I just experienced so much joy. This is such a pleasure. And I'm like, what is happening? And both her and Bev felt the same thing. Yeah. They were both like, you have, we can't even describe to you the amount of joy that's headed your way. Like crazy amounts of joy. And just when you think you can't get more, you like you've hit your peak, there's more. Like they were just adamant that the amount of joy coming my way is like crazy and I'm like they must be feeling into the energy after I clear this shit away because like yeah. holy I'm like that was not joyful for me that was hella stressful so they both said and this part I find is friggin fascinating and something I definitely want to research and explore more both of them channeled messages for me Skylar channeled hers an hour before she got there on the ferry. Bev channeled hers while I was on the Reiki table. Both of them started with five words, which were play, 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 play. Both of them wrote play five times. Really? How did I, did I know this? Yeah. Like they said it. They were like, they were like, oh my God, like in the moment, because that's how Skylar started. And then that's how Bev started. Wow. So, um, I need to play. Yeah. And I don't even know what that means. Hmm. So Sam and I have been talking about this the last couple days because so it's been almost a week mm -hmm. since all of this happened. And I knew in the moment, like after they'd done all the Reiki, that it was going to take me a while to come back down. Like mm -hmm. I knew that it was going to take some time for the residual energy to clear. I will say my heart chakra, which was part, like it was the instigator for this whole thing was to open that up wider to trust, um, has been lighter. So mm -hmm. when I breathe, I don't feel as constricted. Mm. I feel better in that area That's since nice. the Reiki. I know. And I don't, I don't know. I'm like, that's just, that feels more open mm. physically. 
Um, but yeah, I, I had a bath the next day to try and, cause you're supposed to like visualize any tension or energy in your body that like drains away with the water. Um, so I was doing that. I'm like things that I definitely still feel like I need to cry. Like I just, I really do feel like it's not completely gone. Mm-hmm. Like I let some stuff go. I let a lot go, but I think there's residual energy left mm-hmm. over for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. But I think the key to releasing it is going to be play. Mm. And as soon as I understand what this word fucking means, (laughs) (laughs) then I will, I think I'm going to unlock something, Mm -hmm. like a key to a level where I'm going to be like, oh, and that's probably going to be the one thing that's missing from letting the abundance flow my way. Mm. I really do feel that way. Like I was explaining to the ladies, um, you know, at the Reiki treatment that it was a couple of days before uh my kids had a they did all the plowing in the driveway and there are these big high mountains of snow because you just put all the snow in a pile when you plow a driveway and so the babies and my husband made a slide out of it and I was like oh this is super cute I just want to go out and like sit with them and just like enjoy watching them right course moms fucking all we want to do is fucking watch them right so like (laughs) they go to the top of the hill it's like mommy slide down with me i was like nobody i'm just gonna make sure that you're okay and you're safe and i'll I'll watch you from here and i'll I'll guide you so like they'd slide down but i would guide them away from the road and on to the snow like i'm just you know being a mom and so mason would go down with them right and i would just (laughs) kept guiding everybody and so then they wanted to go feed the chickens mom brought out some scraps to go feed the chickens So they went and did that. And I just stayed back and laid in the snow and thought. This is before Reiki. This is before, yeah. I said that. Um, That's okay. (laughs) But I was just laying in the snow and I thought, maybe I'll go down by myself. And then I was like, no, that's dumb. And I'm like, well, what the hell? No one's around. Like, what else are you going to do while you wait? And so I slid down the hill by myself on a sled. (laughs) Like, Just picturing it makes me laugh. And I started crying at the bottom of the hill because I was like, oh, my God, that was so fun. And I don't remember the last time I felt like that. Yeah. And I love my life. I laugh all the time. I'm like a joyful person. But it was this difference. Like, I have fun while I do things. Yes. But I don't do things for the purpose of fun. Yes. So I'm like... This is a thing. Yeah. And I think I'm not alone. Like there are many women, many, I would say probably the majority. Yes. Who have no idea what the fuck it means to play. Yeah. We, it's just beaten out of us. It is conditioned out. I don't know. Somewhere I lost it somewhere between 11 and now. (laughs) Right? Like it's gone. Mm -hmm. I think... Well, there was an episode on this uh, about having fun. There's a um, We Can Do Hard Things episode with Glennon Doyle and Abby Wambach. And Abby's a soccer player and she's like, sports are fun. You just go out and you just play for fun because it's fun and that's why you do it. And Glennon and her sister, Amanda, are like, like, I don't want to play sports though. (laughs) I'm not athletic. So like, do I have to go play soccer? And it's like, no, but you do have to find something that is fun for you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, can I read? It's like, I guess it depends. 
<laughs> is it something that's fun to read or are you doing it for research? You know, like it's mm-hmm. like you need to shopping like mm, no, like drinking wine with girlfriends. Like that's the only thing we're kind of conditioned to do. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. Right. And it's Which like, doesn't really I mean, obviously that can be fun and playful, but that's still not. It's really, not the point. It's though. not the thing. Yeah. Like, you know, like I'm missing. There's something that's missing. And something that the universe has been like hitting me over the head with lately. Mm -hmm. And it's this idea of play. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, listener, if you have any ideas or tell me what you do for play, I'm like kind of on a hunt. Mm -hmm. Like I'm trying to get inspiration from other people. And even if it's I don't necessarily align with what anybody says, but it triggers something in me. Like I'm open for that to happening. But I'm like, I need to because my husband is a an expert at it he's a seeker a place he plays as much as he can all day long yeah like whatever he's doing like he was what was he doing he was vacuuming or he was doing something no no he was putting dishes away from the dishwasher whistling the whole time like he's just like don't don't like he's just a happy playful dude like going outside playing with the babies he loves it like he's just such a playful person and i'm like why are you attracted to me Because he's trying to I'm make you more playful. playful. Apparently, his soul is like, I'm going to help you. Yeah, right? like, so cute. And like, you know, our little sister came and visited the other day. And she she's was a natural. She's play. such a good player. She yeah. plays so easily. And I used to think, ugh, how immature. And now I'm like, teach me your ways. <laughs> <laughs> we were out on the ice and she was just sliding along the ice and like finding little ways to play the whole time she was out there. Yeah. I know. She's really good she's at it. She's so good at it. She's really good. She yeah. didn't let the world take that away from her. Yeah. Right? She Which would is argue so that admirable. she has. Well, yeah. And in many ways, I guess it has. But yeah. But, like, she hasn't lost it. No. It's she, definitely still there. It's a very key part of her personality yeah. is play. And thank God the world didn't take it away from her. But well, and she, she she plays with dogs all day. Yeah. That's what she does. Yeah. Which is ugh, so amazing. Yeah. I will say, like, um, I know I've mentioned on, I'm pretty sure we've mentioned on the podcast before that I do horseback riding. Yes. Just down the road. And yes. so for me, that's always been a very intentional practice like it has a lot to teach me so not only in my like you know learn how to ride a horse but like in my life it has a lot to teach me there's this component to it that's just like so soul-filling like so playful like just so fun and lovely and different and just like a new experience I think that it's possible maybe that play allows us to have like new experiences Mm. Like meditation allows you to have more space, yeah, so that you're that you're you're, op- you're open to more possibilities, right? And I think play might. I'm not an expert, but I think play allows us to have these new experiences that invigorate us or inspire us or just like help us along, right? With our with our journey, like I think it's yeah. there's something to that. I think yeah. Um, yeah, I I mean, I know we're getting close to the end of this episode. I had an amazing, playful morning this morning. Yes, you did. It was so great. Like, it was just, like, amazing. We I usually have this writing lesson, and now I'm doing writing lessons with your husband. With Mason, with Mason. yeah. Because they both have this passion to, like learn how to I think you just you guys just really want to ride horses well like I enjoy horseback riding and I've gone a couple times it's really fun and I get it but like I'm not as passionate like you both are 
psyched. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, we have this mission to learn to be really great writers. Mason's really inspired by uh, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. He's he like, to, like, he just wants to be a cowboy. Things. Like, Sam got him a lasso for Christmas. Okay, so <laughs> this is why this morning was so fun. So yeah. we walk into the um, barn this morning because it was going to be our first writing lesson together. Like, how cute is that? Like, brother and sister-in-law doing writing lessons together like yeah oh my God. yeah really i'm sweet. totally aware of how cute this sounds so <laughs> we um walk into the arena and rob's like so do you do you guys want to do this writing lesson or do you guys want to um move cattle with us this morning i'm like and i just went <gasps> and mason was like yes we didn't even consult each other like we were both just like oh we're doing this. oh we are doing it like it was like I just loved her responses because I was just like, oh, my God, you know, and Mason was just like, hell yeah. Like we were both like we ran back home to get warmer and then we ran back over to the uh, to the field where the cows were and we put horses in trailers and we brought our gear and we jumped on these horses and we went and we found cattle and it was like so fucking fun yeah. you know like we yeah. went on this, I felt like this ancient um feeling in my body like yeah. this this prehistoric feeling in my body of like <laughs> sounds nuts but I've never experienced this feeling before being a predator going after yeah prey right. with a team right of men right do you know how much of a warrior princess I felt Rob <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> Rob, when you're listening. Hi, uh, Rob. And like, Aaron. It was just so fun. Yeah. It was so fun. Like, I got to pretend to be this person on this horse with these men getting cattle, and we were going to push them. Like, I went on a cattle drive this morning. Yeah. Like, it was so much fun. Like, yeah. Mason and I just kept, like, talking. This is amazing. This is amazing. This is amazing. Like, Aww. it was so much fucking fun. So, yeah. You found your yeah. fun. I did. Yeah, you found your play. And it's a very intentional practice for me. Yes. Like, I'm, like, doing this once a week. I wish I could do it more. Maybe I will. But, like, it's very... I, I've... i Last year, I was like, I need to incorporate this mm. into my life. Yeah. And so that's what this is doing for me. Yeah. And I'm not... I'm, I'm telling you this story in order to maybe support you. Yeah, it's like, like, it's... I need... This is in my calendar. Play time. Right. Play time. And doing it yeah. just for the sake of doing it. Yeah. You're not trying to get anywhere. It's not a means to an end. It's like, I just want to do this because it's fun. Yeah. That's it. That's what I'm looking for. I need to find something that I want to do because it's fun. And like my conditioned brain is like meditation, journaling, yoga. It's like, no, those have ulterior motives. Yeah. (laughs) They do. It's like, I just want it. So I will keep you updated on that, folks. I will let you know what I find. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, please reach out and tell me, number one, do you have fun? Maybe I'll do like a poll. I'll do like an Instagram poll that's like, okay, do you play for the purpose of playing? What is it? If, if not, keep reading. Um, keep following. <laughs> and if you do, what is it that you do? How do you feel when you're doing it? Is it conscious? Do you Are you like, I need to play? Or is it like, no, this is just something that I like to do sometimes. Like, I just have so many questions. Are people aware that they play? Or is it like, I don't know, just like this thing that's, I'm inspired. I don't know, who knows? But yeah, I'm on a quest. I'm on a mission. So please feel free to reach out and DM and tell me what it is, what you do for play. Because I'm genuinely curious. 
Um, and maybe that homework, <laughs> if we were to leave you with something today, it would be it'd be a couple of things. Yeah. I would say talk to your inner teenager. Yeah. Um, give him or her a voice. Mm-hmm. If you have to journal on it, I would recommend that. Just give them an opportunity to talk to you. Mm-hmm. What would they say? Do they feel injustice about anything? Do they feel insecure? Do they feel angry? Do they feel neglected? Like, wh- how are they feeling? Mm-hmm. Give them the floor. See how that resonates. And then, you know, talk to them and give them peace and comfort and say, it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got you. You know, it's mm-hmm. going to be okay. So I would say that for sure. Uh, book a Reiki session with Skylar. <laughs> shit will change your life um you can do it she does it virtually too if if you're not in the the kingston area so i would say i would recommend that but yeah and then the last thing for me personally and maybe you've got another sort of mission for people but i would say like play think about it do you play Mm -hmm. often Mm -hmm. and if you don't could you make that more a part of your life could you make it more of a priority Mm -hmm. because i'm currently it's not a priority in my life because I don't even know where to fucking start. Mm-hmm. Like I I was crying the other night with you because I was like, I don't even know what to, how to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't and know what that means. That and how. I'm really sad yeah. that that was conditioned out of me because I was, I felt like I was, because I looked a certain way, I was expected to be a certain way. And I filled that role real well. Like- I did everything I could to personify what society expected I should be. Yeah. Right. And I think in that process, I forgot what it meant to be a kid. I lost that innocence. I just forgot how to play. So I'm not emotional about it now because I've I've already soundboarded it (laughs) to you. (laughs) But if I hadn't done, I'd be emotional right now. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm on a quest and I'm open to suggestions and I hope that you're inspired to think about that in your day. If you don't do anything to play, you should <laughs> find something, you know, like I don't know what it is yet, but I'm going to I'm going to figure it out mm-hmm. and I'll report back. That was that was good. So that was a journey we brought y'all on. Yeah. Thank you for listening thus far if you have Wow. Hour well and an hour and 25 minutes. Good job. <laughs> like you deserve a hug at least for getting this far with us. Um, I hope it inspired you to to um, do a little bit more of the inner work. <laughs> Mine sounded pretty scary. Sam's was good. She's she's felt. And honestly, I will just say, Sam, just to witness you. I have felt an energetic shift with you. Mm. And I felt it in that moment. Mm. I was like. It was like, like Skylar snapped her fingers and I was like, something's different. It, I felt it. And then you sat down beside me and I was like, oh, I feel it. Like something's <laughs> different. So, um, yeah, the, the transformation. And that's the other thing, too, that's so cool about our stories is that we both went for Reiki and had completely different experiences. Yeah. And clearly, I think both what we needed at the time. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, like it's. I don't. I guess I don't know where I was going with that, but I. I'm hoping it's inspiring people to just dig a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm done. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll end it there, unless you have something else to say. No, I. I'm good. I think it's just that I am done, so I don't really have any quest for anything. Okay. 
you know? Yeah. I'm just like rolling with it. I am complete. Yeah, I am. Perfect. Well, thank you listeners so, so, so much. And if anything resonated with you, please re- don't hesitate to reach out to us. We friggin' love it. We answer our DMs on Instagram. So like, talk to us. We know you're listening all over the world. We know. We see you on maps. Like we can see on the stats that you're listening. So please, please reach out to us. We want to meet you. We want to get to know you and learn a little bit more about your manifestation journey. So um, yeah, as always, we wish you a life filled with joy and play and fun and abundance and we'll talk to you next time bye bye thank you so much for spending your precious time with us if you enjoyed what you heard this is the point in the podcast where we would probably ask you to share it with a friend share it on instagram or write a review We would also probably ask you to check us out on Instagram at Our Manifestation Journey or our website at OurManifestationJourney.com, but we wouldn't do that. No, we wouldn't do that. No, we're not like that. So, you know, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. What we would love to hear is how your manifestation journey is going. Send us a DM, email, or screenshot an episode and share it if it resonated with you. And remember to tag us. We love hearing about your amazing manifestations. The music for this podcast is provided by the very talented and generous Bonus Points. And our sound engineering is crafted by the incredible William Mitchell. As always, we wish you a life full of joy and abundance. And we will see you next time on our manifestation journey.